Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. As we look at our, our passage today, you know, in a way, I kind of feel like Eric Little did. Eric Little, missionary, died on the mission field, but was just a great guy, encapsulated in the, in the movie Chariots of Fire, you know, that whole story. But there was a, a great story about Eric Little in his racing days, before he went on the mission field. There was this race he was in. And I don't, I can't remember if it's in the movie or not. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I remember it's in the biography that he's in this, he's in this race and he's running and a guy pushes him down. And, and I don't know if it was on purpose, probably was intentional, but the guy pushes him down and he falls down in the middle of this race and he was up in front and he gets up and he looks at the judges because he thinks he's disqualified and they're like, go. And he just starts to run and he, he runs and about halfway around the track, he catches up with the guy in the back. And then as he proceeds through the next lap, he catches up all the way to everybody except for the guy right in front of him. And then he ends up passing that guy and winning the race. Uh, amazing, amazing. I mean, you watch stuff like that. And you're just like, how in the world did that ever happen? But, but they interviewed him afterwards. And of course he collapsed and he's like laying there and they brought a stretcher out and they brought, you know, paramedics and stuff, checking him out, make sure he's okay. And they said, how did you do that? And this is what he said. He said, when I started the race, I was running with all of my might. But when I got up, I was running with all of his might. And that's how I want to run this next year. I don't know about you, but that's where I'm at. Let's stand. Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Luke records by the Holy Spirit. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, to, and, and they obey him. And they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And Father, we just thank you for this passage of Scripture, Lord, that is just so necessary, Lord, for us as we consider the implications of it in our Christian walk and our trust in you, Lord, and just the, the things that we go through in life, the storms that we face, Lord, to know that you're there with us. And I pray, Lord, that more than ever we would know that, Lord, as we enter into uncertainty and as we start this new year, Father. Maybe it will be a great year. Maybe things will, will get great. Who knows? But Lord, doesn't matter. We, we have you with us. And when you're with us, Lord, we're always in your care. And we thank you for that. 
And so bless us as we look at this passage. Teach us by your Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And so Luke teaching or giving us this story, and we have to remember this is not chronological. As as we look at the Gospels, uh, Matthew and Mark are a little bit better at, you know, kind of following a chronological pattern. And of course, this is, Luke is one of the synoptics, and you have Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which are they synoptics because they're kind of synonymous with each other. John doesn't try to re he, he actually John reinvents the wheel when he writes his gospel. These guys kind of follow the same general pattern, but Luke is pretty intentional about not just kind of putting stories in chronological order. He's more about the the text being in contrast with other things that are happening. So he'll say, you know stuff like he does at the beginning of this passage where it says, and it happened on a certain day. And so this is actually, this, this actually, this scene actually happened previous to what we saw last time as we looked at the text. But that's here nor there. Basically, Luke is just trying to set this in an order to tell the story in the way that he feels would be most impactful. And so, so Jesus has basically been teaching and we, we, we actually picked that up at the, at the beginning of chapter eight, I believe, where he's teaching and the other gospels tell us they put him in a boat and they kind of pushed him out from the shore. So he's been teaching all day long. The, the fear was is that Jesus was going to be crushed by the people because there were so many people gathering around him that he got into the boat and they pushed him out so that he wouldn't be crushed, and he could, from a distance, share with the people, and he preached all day long from this boat. And then as he was finishing up, he said, let's go, let's go into the boat to go to the other side. So I, I think it's important, as we look at today's narrative, that, that these guys who were with Jesus had decided to follow him. And they they followed him. We know from the chronology that they have full disclosure as to what that means. They've had the Sermon on the Mount, which basically talked about the cost of discipleship in Matthew chapter 5 and moving forward. They've had the Sermon on the Plain that we saw earlier in Luke's Gospel. And so there's there's been some some difficulty that Jesus has spoken to them with about the the, the cost and the, and the difficulties that they're going to face. But at this point, they haven't really faced any real difficulties. And there's been some people who are upset with Jesus, people who have, have said bad things. He hangs out with tax collectors and sinners. So there's been some insults directed towards Jesus. But there hasn't been any, any really difficult things that we've read anyway that they've actually experienced. It's been pretty smooth sailing so far. They've seen lots of amazing things. They've seen demons cast out. They've seen sick healed. They've seen Jesus preaching amazing sermons. And so it's been pretty exciting to follow Jesus. And, and what's interesting is now Jesus leads them, as they've decided, they've signed on to follow him, he leads them directly into a storm. Now, I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter what the storm might be in our life. It, it always shocks us a little bit. I don't know, just even last week, I wasn't here last week, I was supposed to be hanging out with John Strain and the rest of you and hearing what he had to say, but instead I was at home sick and it just hit me all of a sudden and I was woke up Saturday and I couldn't get out of bed and pretty much stayed in bed all day Saturday. I got up Sunday morning and said, I'm feeling better, I think I'm, I'm over it and I looked at my wife and told her I'm going to church and she gave me a look saying, no you're not. 
And so I realized I wasn't. So I, and, and I probably wasn't a hundred percent yet. I still felt pretty weak and tired, but I, I, I was over it. But I, I remember in the middle of the night as I'm like throwing up and I'm just like, oh, this is horrible. You know, a horrible headache. Just it was mostly a headache, this horrible headache I had. And I'm like, oh, man, what is going on? And, and I remember praying, Lord, just please just take it. You know, I know you could take it right now. You could just take this away. And how many of you guys have been in the midst of a difficult situation? Like, Lord, I know you could stop this right now. You know, you could, you know, and yet, and yet this, this idea that, no, you're going to go through, you're going to see this to its conclusion. Ah. And yet that's, that's the way that the Lord does sometimes in our lives. And, And I think that we can think about difficulties that we go through and we can say, well, is the Lord punishing me or something? How many of you guys have had that thought? Maybe the Lord's punishing me. And, and, or maybe it's like, why are you allowing me to go through this? Now, certainly the Lord does correct us. And so I don't want to give you the impression that you go through a difficult time and maybe the Lord isn't correcting you with some things there. Because in Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us that he, he chastens every son he receives. You know, what, what son is there that isn't corrected by their father at times? And so there are those things that we go through in our lives, but those things are always to draw us closer to Jesus, right? They don't push us away. They don't make us flee in terror. He's drawing us close to himself when we go through correction. And I think when we go through correction, we know it. But sometimes we go through regular storms or regular trials that are just prescribed for us, not for our correction, but for our perfection. And, and when we go through those, sometimes we can make the mistake of thinking God must be punishing me or, or what have I done wrong or oh, I know why God is punishing me because I just don't deserve anything. And that's true. But we go through those things, don't we? James tells us, and this is, this should be our attitude. You know, if there ever was a B attitude, it's James chapter one, verse two through four, where James says ridiculously, my brother encountered all joy when you fall into various trials. Oh, goody. <laughs> you know, my car just broke down in the middle of the freeway and cars are zooming by me. Exciting. Praise the Lord. You know, and that's not usually the attitude that we have, is it? He says, he says, this is why knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, I, I don't know about you, but when, when I go through trials, I, I never like them at the time. I never like them at the time. And yet, it, it is usually in the trial that we learn that God is with us. And, and either he's going to calm the sea or he's going to calm me. Right? And that's how it goes as I'm going through the trial. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.